Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we like to discuss the details and mention it all. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be covering a couple of reviews of Dr. Idz, I-D-Z, from Instagram. He does a lot of like nutrition and weight loss myth busters. So we'll be talking about a couple that caught my eye in just a few minutes. But first I wanted to give a quick personal update. Uh, well, first, shout out to my new subscribers. I love you all. Kara, uh, Beth. Bridget, Christine, Elizabeth, and Linnell. I love you girls. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing. You're all my BFFs. I really appreciate it. So last week I launched my new subscription, which gets into a little bit of the juicier details. I can mention names. I can talk about, you know, just some extra personal stuff that I don't necessarily want to just blurt out to the public. So I appreciate these lovely ladies for subscribing and being really interested in the content. Uh, I will have another episode of Craving More coming out next week. So hopefully a few more of you decide to subscribe. So uh, I just got home. It is a Thursday and I... (laughs) I am exhausted. I don't know how people with children survive working and children. I feel like I, uh, so I mentioned, I talked about like the details of my side hustle on my podcast last week for craving more. So I'll talk very just high level about, you know, I'm, I'm working. It's like a 40 hour job, 40 plus hour job, plus all the stuff that I'm doing for my cannabis startup. And then of course my podcast, I mean, my podcast is just fun, but, um, you know, it's been a lot just getting used to, you know, working till almost 10 PM some nights or a lot of nights, uh, and getting up really early to just knock out all the stuff I have to do for my other company. And, you know, over the holidays, that's when I was trying to get things done and hoping this investment would come in. And just so I could start doing all the stuff that I knew would fall on my plate now, which, (laughs) you know, you try to get ahead of things and sometimes it's just completely out of your control. So as suspected, literally everything is just hitting me all at once this week. So, I mean, the good news is we did get that investment money in. So I have kind of been in overdrive trying to get, you know, reaching out to the car dealerships again, trying to make sure that the car that we chose is going to work. Luckily, I have the guy from the dealership driving it to the place we're having it built out to see if it will actually work. So he was kind enough to do that, which was wonderful. It took a little bit of stress off my plate. Um, But, you know, because we hadn't been able to pay our lease, we got a 30-day termination notice from our from the owners of the property. They're just like, we're going to kick you out if you don't pay this like 20 grand balance by, you know, next month. And we're just like, you know, we finally have investment money. Please don't kick us out. You know, work with us. We'll make a payment right now. And, you know, again, this is the first time I've ever been in a situation where I've struggled to pay bills and, in, in, you know, whether it's personal or in business. And it's just not it's not my cup of tea to say the least. I'm, I'm a responsible person. I like paying my bills on time. 
And it's just really stressful to have debt collectors like knocking at your door. And luckily, um, you know, look, I just said, look, please have compassion for us. We had this devastating blow to our business. We have, you know, the settlement coming in or the judgment or award or whatever you want to call it coming in eventually. Um, and we have this investment money coming in, please work with us. So it does sound now that we can, now that I was able to make an immediate payment, they are going to work with us. So that's good. Um, so that, it's, it was really hard to like get, get letters like that and then go into my other job, like happy and cheerful and ready to meet people and talk to people. So that's been, that's been, I think the hardest thing is, having all the difficult, stressful stuff that I have to deal with in the morning and then putting on like a chipper, happy-go-lucky face later. Um, I also, you know, just last night got some honestly very scary news related to my other business that I'm not going to talk about too much right now. Um, I will talk more about it on, you know, behind the paywall, behind the subscription, but I basically found out that there is a person out there who is literally trying to destroy our business. Um, it's somebody that is disgruntled that we found out was stealing from us in the past. And um, yeah, so he, uh, this person is doing a lot of really, um, really just horrible things that, I mean, you know, you hope karma takes care of people like that, but um, the things I know about this person, it's, it's one of those situations where retaliation will only make it worse. And, um, so I'm, I'm kind of treading lightly because, uh, this person could potentially be dangerous. I really don't know what this person is capable of. So, um, anyway, I'll talk a little bit more about it next week during my subscription. So I can, you know, just be a little bit more free about what I am discussing, but, <sighs> The joys of business ownership. I mean, this is the shit that I really never wanted to deal with, that I was always scared of dealing with someday, and it's all happening now. So lucky me, lucky me. Oh, yes. Oh, the joys of business ownership. Um, but, you know, you bring it upon yourself. We are doing good work. We are truly helping people, and that's what's kind of kept me going. And so, you know, hopefully karma will, will work its magic here. So anyway, moving on from that, I just, you know, here's the thing with me. I, as an, I'm pretty much an introvert. I'm not like a full introvert. I'm kind of like in the middle where leaning slightly towards introvert, where I do recover um, when I'm alone. Like I need alone time to just recover from the craziness of life and I, especially now that I'm, you know, talking for six to eight hours most nights because of this other job, I have very little energy for, um, you know, putting out good energy to other people in my life, which that was, I think, the biggest thing that I was worried about in taking on so much this year is I don't want to be a raving bitch to those that I love. Uh, and so, and, and coming back from the holidays, you know, I hadn't seen Chad, my boyfriend, I hadn't seen, you know, all my friends for a long time. So I wanted to reconnect, you know, I wanted to go out and have our date nights and, you know, our friends had booked a late night comedy night and we booked this wine event, you know, thing on. So all my days off, you know, I'd get out and not even my days off, but sometimes getting off from work and going immediately out. And 
And I want time, I want to make time for friendships and for meaningful connections and for, you know, my love life and all of those things that are important to living life, a full life. And, but for me, it's like, and I, I don't want to just work, right? I want to go out and have fun, but for, you know, sometimes it, it feels like extra work to do that. And that's, that's not what I want. I mean, I, I don't want to be like that. So, uh, so this weekend, I, I'm, I, Again, I got to get through this weekend. It's it's a fun weekend, but it's going to be a lot. It's, you know, we have the Waste Management Open coming this weekend. So that's Saturday. It's going to be a complete shit show. The Super Bowl is here in Arizona. So it's going to be extra crazy. Um, so, yes, I'm willingly putting myself in that situation. You know, it's it's a lot of drinking crowds, you know, watching professional golf, but you barely get to actually see the golf. I do like watching golf, actually. I'm one of those rare people, rare, rare women that like to watch golf. Um, but, you know, you really don't get to see the golf. It's really more about being outside and enjoying the sunshine and, you know, drinking too much, which... Okay, I'll tell you that story in a second. Um, but yeah, so so going from this insane week directly Saturday into the Waste Management Open, which again is going to be fun, but it's going to be a freaking shit show. And then and then Sunday we're hosting a Super Bowl party, which again, I again I brought upon myself. I wanted to, you know, our friends suggested it and we were like, sure, we'll have a party. Uh, and again, it's sometimes it's better to not have to leave, but then, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot. You know, I just, I just went from, you know, a bunch of networking events to picking up a bunch of groceries. We're going to do, uh, tacos and, uh, loaded nachos and we might order some pizza. So I got a bunch of stuff for that. Got the cheese, got the cilantro and the tortillas and the chips and all kinds of yummy things fixins for the event. So I am looking forward to it. I mean, I, I definitely am. I'm just, I'm just, I'm also wary about the way I'm going to feel after. So, so as most of you know, who've been listening to me, I did, um, I did dry January and dry January wasn't too difficult because I was, you know, basically in home in Maine. So I did dry January and, uh, I was a little concerned about the first time I drank. I I wanted to moderate. I wanted to incorporate the tenant of temperance. Now, am I good at that? Absolutely not. So, so my, the first time I drank was last Saturday at a comedy show. And I... So, <laughs> I said I was only going to have two maybe three. That was, that was going to be my limit. But I got out of work and, and was ready by like 4.30 and we weren't going to leave till like 6.30. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll have a drink right now. So I crack open a Truly. I'm sipping on my Truly. And the first one was great. You know, I didn't, I should not have had a second one. I knew I didn't need a second one, you know, before I even got to the bar we were meeting at. But what did I do? Like I had an extra hour. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll open another one. So of course I cracked open another one and I feel this intense pressure to finish things that I open. So I wanted to finish this truly. So I, so, but by the time our Uber down there, I was like downing the second truly. So that was again, not what I wanted to do, but I did it. I don't know why we get to the bar and I knew I wanted something that would 
coat my stomach. I, I definitely wanted um, something heavier that, you know, because I just, I think I had just had like very light, like protein shake that day, just, you know, not heavy things at all. And I, I again, I didn't want to get sick. So I ordered, and again, after doing those not so great purple carrot meals that week, I was craving meat. So I ordered this like steak appetizer. It had onion rings and steak bites and it also had bread. I didn't eat the bread. I probably should have, but I just ate the steak bites and the onion rings and boy, were they delicious. That steak hit the spot because I had been eating just vegan. And as I was eating vegan, let me tell you, I started craving animal protein. I'm so not cut out for hashtag vegan life. Not me. Uh, so, so I ended up, and, and as I was looking at the drinks on the menu, I was like, part of me was like, oh, maybe I'll order, uh, just a clear vodka with soda water to be on the light side. But then I'm like, yeah, but those go down really quickly and I'll probably have a couple. And so I ended up ordering a dark beer because I figured beer is not as intense as hard alcohol and it'll fill me up and it'll take a long time for me to drink this, this big beer and that way I just have one and then I'll just smoke a little weed before I go into the comedy show and I'll be good to go. And no more drinks after that. So I, what did I do? I drank that beer, ordered another one. So I had two beers there. And so let's see. So that's four drinks. Did we go any place else? I'm trying to think. No, that was, that was where we went. So we went, Yeah. So it was those four drinks. Why did I think I had six? I'm trying to think. Because did we go someplace else? I thought we just went to eat. But maybe we did go stop at another place. Oh my God, my brain. My brain is not functioning properly. Anyway, for some reason, like I'm counting four at the end of that. But I I almost want to say that we did go to a different bar first. No, no, we didn't. Sorry. So, okay. So I had those two Trulies and then I had those two beers. I think that was it. So, okay. So I did have four drinks. Not that that's, I mean, it's more than I wanted to have, right? So, so then we go to the comedy show and I had taken a a couple of puffs off my vape and I don't know what it was, but I get into the comedy show and because I hadn't drank much and then smoked some weed, that'll exact like intent intensify the alcohol. So I was like, I don't know. It, 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 I think it made me sick. I think it intensified it too much and started getting me like not feeling good. And so by the time I get into this comedy show, we get this great corner seat and they, so I, I, I just wanted a water at that point. I'm like, I desperately need water. And the bar's like, the bartender's like, well, you need to order two drinks, two drink minimum. He's like mad that I ordered water. So, so I order a drink and I do not want this drink. It's sitting in front of me. I do not want this drink. But, and she, and he didn't give me the water that I asked for. So I'm there not like hammered at this point. It's fucked up because I smoked some weed after and I did not want to drink anymore. But I, and, and, but of course I have dry mouth from the cannabis and I need to drink something. So I'm sipping on my alcohol, not wanting more alcohol, but feeling like this is the only liquid. And 
I finally am like, ma'am, ma'am, I need water. So, so this woman behind the bar gives me this water and I'm like, what is that in there? Like I saw something in it, but I didn't think anything of it. And so I proceeded to, to drink it. And then, it, and the, whatever was in it went into my mouth and I'm like, and I, I start pulling it out and I swear, I could swear to God that it was like stringy. And I'm like, oh my God, this is gum she gave me. And I start freaking out because I'm positive at this point that she gave me water with gum in it. And I'm like ready to like full on have a Karen meltdown. But I'm like, and I'm like trying to take a picture of this. <laughs> I'm like... I am out of control at this point. And Chad's like, no, it's mint. It's mint. And so I look at it. It is mint. So all of a sudden I'm like really embarrassed that I was like overreacting about this. And, and I'm just, so they gave me a different water. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm not feeling well. I'm too drunk. I don't want to drink anymore. I'm, and Chad, Chad, Chad had been golfing all day and been drinking all day. And he was starting to feel sick. And he's just like, do you want to go? And I'm like, yes. So literally the whole purpose of going out this night was this comedy show and I completely ruined my night by drinking and 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 putting too much cannabis on top of it. So uh so I try to be moderate. I try to do the right thing and it backfired. I just for some reason I am 43 years old and still cannot control my alcohol. Ugh, anyway, so, and I think our friends are mad at us. I think the friends that got us the tickets, because we just, we literally just, who do you need? We just like walked out without really saying goodbye to anybody. Um, I don't mind if people do that. I personally think it's the best way to leave because it's like the, the niceties of saying goodbye are sometimes so complicated and so annoying. I'm like, just, just, we just need to go. Um, but, you know, and I think Chad sent a text to everyone being like, hey, sorry, guys. Uh, but I haven't. So anyway, they're going to come over for our Super Bowl party. So we'll smooth it over there. There, They'll be fine. So that was my first night drinking, my first re-entry into alcohol. So now again, I'm saying that I'm not going to drink too much at the Waste Management Open. So I'll report if I can somehow stick to that this time. So had that lovely, wonderful evening on Saturday and then the next day, I ended up meeting up with my friends at a wine event. It was a fine art and wine tasting event. And we were either going to do brunch or we were going to go to this event. And we ended up going to the event, which was perfect, actually, because, uh, you know, I I, wanted, I hadn't seen my girls for forever. And we just had so much to catch up on. And it was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful out. Sun was out. It was 75 and, uh, you know, just strolling and sipping wine. I mean, what better day than that? I ate a good breakfast. I got up just so, so here's, here is my feedback after going an entire month with no alcohol. And then the way I woke up on Sunday morning, just filled with anxiety. I definitely am very confident that alcohol creates that anxiety feeling in me. It's not a good feeling. Uh, and you know, I hadn't, well, I mean, I did act a little stupid the day before, so that's always part of it, right? You, you wonder what you said, you regret what you did, you regret how you acted. I mean, all of that plays a factor into why I'd like to try to drink less this year. Um, but so anyway, so, so the wine event, what I made sure to do is I made sure for this event, cause I'm like, 
Because I also knew I was working the next day and not just working the morning and, and regular hours. I would have to work in the morning and then work at night too. So I was like, I, I don't want to get sloshed and, and again, be like wicked hungover tomorrow. So I had a, so what I did was I, I worked out, got the endorphins going, had a big breakfast, drank a shit ton of water. I just hydrated the hell out of myself. Um, you know, and, and right before I got there, I had, I think I had, I had a lot of protein. I had a protein shake. I had double egg on a bagel and, you know, I just wanted a nice coating for my stomach. And then I also brought a water bottle with water bottle with me so that I was drinking water in between sips of wine. So that, that really saved me. I went home, not, not super drunk. I stopped and got a fried chicken sandwich at Chompy's, which was delicious that hit the spot that night. Um, and you know, I, I did wake up Monday extreme, well, not, not hungover, but definitely feeling that anxious feeling that only alcohol can provide. I mean, I have, I have anxiety regardless, but when I drink alcohol and drink a good amount of alcohol, I do recognize that it's, it intensifies the next day for sure. Uh, and you know, in the next day you want grease. Now, there is this weird thing happening though with, I don't know, I, last week I was trying to finish out the purple carrot. I didn't want it to go to waste. You all know how I hate food waste. So I made this, the one I was dreading the most, it was called green doll. And it was this lentil and farro dish that had lemon and this tomato chutney. It was not great, but I, I made it. I I think I made it. I'm trying to remember which day I made it, but I ended up, I ended up eating only like half of it and I forced it down. I mean, it wasn't like it was horrible, but it just, it was, it just didn't really appeal to me that much. Um, and, but I ate, I like lentil soup. I just don't like lentils in, I don't know, they have to be prepared the right way. And this preparation was just not that great. Again, it's beanie legume texture, uh, mealy texture, fibrous mealy texture. That's, I don't love. And I don't know this, this last week, I feel like I've, I mean, it's a combination of being anxious, working a ton and, um, just having so much on my plate that I'm going from this to this, to this, to this, that I just have not been eating that much. So I'm, I've definitely lost a few pounds this week, just out of pure, busyness, anxiety, and not loving the food that I have in the house, to be honest. Uh, I have also cut out processed sugar. So now that I'm incorporating alcohol, I'm trying to cut down on sugar in other ways. So I haven't had any cookies or cakes or... So Valentine's Day will be depressing for me because I would much rather have chocolate than anything else. Oh, that's not... That's a lie. I have had some dark... A little bit of dark chocolate. So... I don't know. For some reason, I think a little bit of dark chocolate is okay in this non-processed processed sugar month. So, so that's good. So I, I feel pretty good as far as just health-wise. Um, I'm I'm still working out regularly, eating really clean. Um, you know, I am having some processed, like I'm having some bread. Like I'm not cutting. I'm not eating all whole foods. I'm eating. I'm just cutting out processed sugar this week or this month. Um, so, so yeah, so that's been my week so far. I, I was going to get to this point that, you know, with how crazy things are, 
the last thing I want to do is take out my bad moods on the ones that I love. I think the worst quality that I have is when I, when I do get stressed, I tend to, I tend to lash out at people around me that are, that I love, like my boyfriend, which, you know, Chad is so sweet. And like, I just got home and, you know, I pull in the driveway and he's, he's always trying to make me laugh. And when he comes at me, when I'm in a bad mood and he's trying to make me laugh, it typically like really annoys me. And so I pulled into the, the, the garage and I had groceries. I picked up this like Amazon discount stuff from this warehouse that he had bought. And I was just, and I was just in a bad mood because I, I had gotten this, I'd been, anyway, I'd gotten some news about this person that I'm going to talk more about on my subscription next week. And I was just in this horrible, horrible mood dealing with it as I pulled in, you know, and there's Chad, like happy that I'm home, you know, like wanting to see me, like wanting to make me smile and, 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 you know, he, and he, and he didn't have the right response. When I shared with him what was happening, he was kind of like, well, what are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do about it. And I'm like, that's, and I was like, that's helpful. You know, and I just kind of like barked at him and, and he just, he just kind of shut down. He just, he just didn't say another word. He basically just trying to avoid me because he doesn't want my bad mood and my, my venom spitting all over him, which I don't blame him. It's nobody wants to be at the receiving end when I'm in a shitty mood, trust me. And, and I, I, and I don't, and I don't want to take it out on him. I mean, there's one thing, you know, having a, a response. I mean, sometimes you just want somebody to listen to you. And, you know, so I recognized that I had done that and I immediately felt bad. I mean, Chad is just the sweetest, kindest human being in the world. And I, I just don't want to be that person to him. Uh, so I, 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 so I went up to him and I said, are you okay? He's like, I just don't want to get barked at. He's like, I'm not going to talk if you're going to bark at me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I'm like, when I was sharing with you, you know, this really scary thing that's happening to me right now and potentially endangering my business, I, I just needed a different response to you. Not, oh, there's nothing you can do about it. Don't, you know, I, like, that's not the response that I, that I needed from you in that moment. And, but I do apologize because I don't, I don't want to take my bad mood out on you. And so he accept, he seemed to accept my apology and, you know, I just, I still feel bad. I'll make it up to him. But, you know, that, that is probably my worst quality. I just, you know, and, and that was like, as I was going into this crazy, you know, crazy work situation this year, I'm like, I need to be able to still make time for him. And I need to not be miserable all the time because what's, what's the joy in that? I mean, I don't, he wants to be happy. He's a stage four cancer survivor. He shouldn't be around negative energy. That's nobody wants to be around negative energy. So try to shake it off, shake it off. Um, now I will say, so I did cancel purple carrot, getting back to, um, eating vegan. Uh, I did. So I canceled purple carrot after the three meals that I had last, last week that I talked about or the week before that I talked about because I just, they weren't for me, but I knew that when I canceled, I probably canceled too late. And so another box was delivered, which I wasn't psyched about because I'm like, great. I just went grocery shopping and bought chicken and bought all these other things that I need to eat. So 
I had bought two two cucumbers thinking I was going to make some salads. So I just ended up chopping up the cucumbers into sticks. And I just took them today because I was like running around to all kinds of networking events and stuff that I had to do today. So I just was snacking on the carrot or the cucumbers in my car. So I ate both of those. So those are gone, which is good. I hate, I hate wasting vegetables. Um, and I did cook this actually delicious purple carrot meal yesterday. So this purple me- carrot meal consisted of, so I, it, they sent a, like a big sweet potato. And so I cut the sweet potato into these half inch round like circles, put them on a sheet pan with a little bit of salt, olive oil, and curry powder. And I really liked the curry powder. It kind of balanced the sweetness of the potato. And so I, I roasted those at 425 for about 20 minutes and then boiled some white rice that had a little bit of quinoa in it. And then they and then there was this big mango that the, the recipe called for it to be cut up into cubes. You um, squeeze some lime juice over it and then put a little pinch of salt in it. And then and then they sent some kale that you put in at the end. So I chopped the kale up into like I minced the kale because I'm not a kale fan. But I did want to eat some of it. So I minced it as if it was like an herb and just sprinkled the kale into the, the mango salad at the last, at like right before I ate it. Um, and then, and then, so the, the bottom of the bowl was the rice once it was cooked. And then about five minutes before the sweet potatoes were done, there were some pistachios that you pour, that you sprinkled some paprika on and some salt and a little tiny bit of olive oil. And then I roasted those with the sweet potatoes for about five minutes. And so so good. And so the bottom of the bowl was the rice. And then you put some of the curry roasted sweet potatoes on top. And then you took this avocado and you, you spooned out this half of avocado. Um, I put a little lime juice on the avocado and a little salt and then, and then pressed the half of avocado into the roasted paprika pistachios and so they looked really cool on there and that was the center of the dish and then the mango salad with this with the kale was on the side and so it was it was you got a little sweetness from the mango and the the carby deliciousness of the rice and then you know you get the health of the kale and the bright flavors of the the lime juice and the paprika and with the with the bite of the sweet potato and then that crunch from the pistachio with the the richness of the avocado mm, 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 so good i actually have another bowl of it left over so i'm going to go eat that after i get done with this I'm very hungry for that right now but it was good it was so 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 good i definitely use a of course more salt than it called for um but really very 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 tasty i will definitely make that meal on my own Um, I might find another way to put a little more protein into it, but, uh, it was really good. I, my mom would love that recipe. So, so that was definitely delicious. Uh, and I have two more meals that I will be cooking. Um, I forget what they are, but on my next episode, I'll report back what they were and if they were delicious or not. One more thing I will mention just randomly. 
so I was watching the Real Housewives of Miami. If all of you don't watch it, you need to go see it immediately. Real Housewives of Miami is so good. Oh, I cannot get enough. And there's this character, Marisol, that I love. She's a big alcohol drinker, and she keeps making references of how much she drinks, and she's she's always drunk, and she's got her cocktail, or cocky. She's all about the alcohol. But the concern is she's also doesn't eat. Like, she, you know, all the other women are eating, and she's never eating. They actually commented on it. They kind of made a joke on a, an episode before, and she is extremely thin, Um. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever known at like a real, like a, a functioning alcoholic who mainly drinks, who doesn't eat, doesn't have really good nutrition, doesn't eat a lot. It's mainly like about their drinking. I, I've known someone like that and, and they look like, Mar- they look like Marisol. I mean, they're, it's just like too thin. Now, I don't know whether... She is wanting to stay thin for the cameras and she just wants her calories to be the alcohol calories. I don't know. Um, That's one hypothesis. Another hypothesis is she's just not hungry because she's drinking so much. Um, I I think people might lose their appetite if they're drinking that much. Um, Or, you know, so, or it could be an eating, you know, eating, disordered eating. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but... It's definitely, so, so the scene that I, that really highlighted it was all the ladies went and had this delectable looking meal at this, I think it was a Cuban restaurant and there were all these fried, yeah, a Cuban restaurant. There was all this fried food being brought out. There was like, there was, it seemed like they did these fried pork chunks. There was like fried pork in all these different ways. (laughs) So I didn't, I didn't know there's so many ways you could fry pork, um, and chicken and rice and all these these like very heavy dishes. And one of the girls, you know, she was digging in. She's stunningly beautiful. She's tiny, tiny, tiny. But she was she was indulging. But she made a comment. She's like, oh, she's like, you know, Cuban food is really, you know, very heavy, very heavy on your hips. And but she was eating it and enjoying it. Everybody at the table was eating except for Marisol. And, and she said it, she's like, oh, I'm not eating tonight. I'm just drinking tonight. I'm, I think she said, I'm drinking my dinner tonight, uh, which again is concerning. I mean, first of all, what I don't understand is how are you around delicious food like that and not being a miserable bitch? Like if I was not eating and I wanted to eat, you know, maybe she's, maybe she doesn't want to eat. Maybe she's on Ozempic, (laughs) who knows, you know, but when I, whenever I've been, you know, trying to eat less or trying not to eat really heavy things or indulgent things and people around me are ordering them, all I can do is stare at that food with my mouth watering. And I'm not a really good conversationalist because all I can think about is the food. So, um, so I don't know how Marisol functions if she's barely eating and, and, you know, when they film, you know, there's, those are long days. Those are long, long, long days. So how do you keep your energy up if you're not eating? I just don't understand it. I don't understand how people can drink a lot and not eat food. Does not make sense to me at all. I have to eat, especially if I'm drinking, I will, I will rip someone's head off. I mean, 
You do not want to be around me if I have not eaten, especially if I'm drinking. So I just had to comment on that because it's, I, I need to know what's going on with her. Like, what is the story behind this waif-like appearance, not eating, especially when you're drinking? Like, don't you need something to suck up the alcohol? Anyway, a little concerning, but I just wanted to throw that out there. If you have any thoughts, feel free to DM me, share with me, email me. Would love to hear your opinions. All right, so now let's get into the short little Instagram review of Dr. Ids. So he is Dr. underscore IDZ on Instagram. He's a doctor. He has a master's in nutritional research. He's a board certified, he's board certified in lifestyle medicine. And he has a way bigger following on TikTok. That's really, you know, where he built his massive social media following. And he's famous for being like class dismissed. So he his big thing is he likes to debunk people that are, you know, putting out misinformation about weight loss, nutrition, uh, you know, various topics, because they're all over TikTok, right? There's all these people putting out, you know, fake news and misinformation. And, you know, that gets perpetuated across society. And then people have the wrong ideas or are, you know, misinformed. So I think it's especially on TikTok where, you know, the algorithm serves you what you keep seeing. So, you know, it's, it's obviously not helpful for people that are trying to get maybe diet and nutrition advice and are hearing just false information. So that's why, you know, he's really popular. I have done, um, I did a podcast on him a long time ago because he was, I forget exactly which, he was interviewed by someone I listened to. Oh, Jenny Hutt, I think. So, you know, he's a handsome guy. Go follow him at Dr. IDZ underscore to IDZ. It's, it's, it's entertaining. And he, he does, he brings up a lot of peer reviewed research to back up, you know, what he's saying and, and how he debunks things. So the first thing that caught my eye was he was debunking this woman, this very annoying woman who was saying, weight is a horrible dictator of health. And so you hear this very annoying woman's voice being like, weight is a horrible indicator of health. It's just the worst. And, and so Dr. Ids gets on and he's saying, well, actually, um, the science points to, you know, let's look at the research. So he shared that the rate of obesity in U.S. adults has increased from 30 to 40 percent in the last 15 years, and it got even higher in 2023. Uh, he stated that cardiovascular disease is the leading cause is one of the leading causes of death in the world. And one of the biggest contributors is to to cardiovascular disease is obesity. He said that there's been over 500 peer-reviewed studies showing that, that BMI increases were associated with higher risks of, of coronary heart disease, heart failure, heart failure, um, atrial fibrillation, fibri fibri I can't say that word, fibrillation, pulmonary embolism. So all kinds of heart conditions are caused by an increase in BMI is basically what he's saying. Um, he said that, that losing, 
you know, the studies also show that losing just five kilograms, which is a little over 11 pounds, can reduce the risk of mortality by 15%. So that was another research study that he referenced. And so he's basically debunking this, this woman saying that, you know, here are the facts, here, here's the research, here's what the research says. Um, and he's like, you know, it's sad for people that are putting out, you know, saying these messages that are laughing in the face of people who are trying to better their health by losing weight. You know, it's not to say that, oh, it's, it's, this is based on the people that are trying to get down that last five pounds. He's talking about, you know, people that have gained a significant amount of weight who have these, these side effects from that, that weight increase, you know, that are, that have some cardiovascular issues and maybe they want to lose some weight to better their health. You know, if my dad had, you know, that was what my dad always tried to do. My dad would always stop smoking. He would, you know, eat, eat healthier for about a week or two. And then he would be right back to his fried food and steak, you know, but if he had, had been able to stick to something and he had been able to lose a few pounds and, you know, eat in a more nutritional manner, you know, he wouldn't have had the massive heart, multiple massive heart attacks that he had. Uh, now, this is different from, you know, the fact that, you know, th there is something to say that the BMI scale is not the end-all be-all. You know, Dr. Ids did do another um, another profile on the fact that there is science behind the BMI. Now, that's not to say that there shouldn't be um, things to consider with cultural and body type differences, but really what, the, what they're looking at is an increase in that adipose tissue, right? That increase in body fat. So there's one thing if genetically you just are in a, in a larger body size, right? Because you can still be in extremely good health in a larger body size if you're working out, if you're eating right, you know, you're moving your body, you're eating nutrient-dense things. Um, but that, you know, an, a BMI increase, right? So people that, you know, it's like the people that, you know, like, you know, you take like a, a Remy Bader, for example, who, you know, her weight set point is probably naturally much lower than where she's at. And her binging, her, her habits of binging are really what got her to have an increase in her BMI. But without those behaviors, right, without some of those binging behaviors, if she was eating, you know, portion sizes, you know, regular portion sizes, she would most likely lose weight at least back to where her BMI range is or her, sorry, weight set point range is, which is basically genetically where her body is more comfortable at naturally. Um, I believe in, I believe in that philosophy. I believe in that theory or at least is, is what it is. So, so there's that. Then he did another one on eating at night. Now, I was interested in this one because I like to eat at night. <laughs> um, and so so there was this gentleman, gentleman, this guy on TikTok who was saying, you know, eating at night is one of the worst things you can do for your digestive system and overall health. And, 
you know, basically, you know, he's like, they're trying to scare you. And, and really Dr. Ids is like, well, actually you're trying to scare people. So stop the fear mongering. But he goes, there actually is some truth to this and some downsides to eating at night. He's like, here's what the science says. So he was saying that eating at night can negatively impact some of our, some of our bodily functions. Our body does have trouble regulating some metabolic functions when we're eating at night, including glycemic control. So he referenced this study where uh, 20 healthy people that were used to going to bed at 11 p.m. were given a meal at 6 p.m. and others at 10 p.m. So out of 20 people, half were given a meal at 6 p.m., half were given a meal at 10 p.m. And he said the later group, the people that ate the meal at 10 p.m. and then went to bed at 11 p.m., said those people showed negative health impacts including increased cortisol and higher glucose peaks, um, which can lead to inflammation. And so eating closer to bedtime can potentially ruin sleep. There was another study that said that eating within three hours of bedtime was positively associated with nocturnal awakening and disrupted sleep. And so... Um, so, you know, that was, so he's referencing these peer reviewed studies and some of the negative impacts of eating at night. Uh, he then started talking about how when we eat large meals at night, the muscles and organs that metabolize our food are forced to work to, to metabolize that food instead of resting. And it's so important that they rest. So, so what that does is it forces our body against our natural circadian rhythm. And that, because of that, that has the ability to delay our ability to get deep sleep. And the deep sleep is very, very important for recovery, um, for allowing our organs and our brain to rest. So this can lead to a, a very vicious cycle. He said not sleeping leads us to craving more, um, craving more at night and eating more at night which then can further impact our sleep. And you really need that deep sleep to feel refreshed and feel energized. And that's why eating at night is associated with weight gain and um, worsening mental health issues. I definitely know my mental health is affected if I don't sleep well at night. So I don't know, for me, it's a, it's a balance because I know that when I, if I, I can't go to bed hungry, like if my stomach is growling, I can't sleep. But if I do go to bed satiated, I can see how that could potentially lead to better sleep than eating. I mean, especially if I'm like, you know, having one of those nights where I eat way too much, like, you know, my Sunday nights typically where I'm like, you know, going to start back on Monday. Um, but, you know, and trying to eat all my indulgent stuff on, on that Sunday and trying to make sure that all the indulgent stuff is cleared out of the house. And I'm just like eating till I'm almost sick. That's probably when I'm not having great sleep and probably why those days I wake up extra groggy on Monday. So it's, it's always good to see the science for there to be peer-reviewed research. Of course, there's bias in healthcare research. Um, so, you know, you take some of it with a grain of salt, but obviously there is real science here. And, and not to ignore, again, from the previous uh, BMI discussion and, and weight gain discussion, um, not to ignore the cultural differences, of course. But anyway, that was a, that was a little interesting snippet about eating at night, about, um, you know, 
the, uh, you know, weight being a dictator of health. Uh, so, so that was my little review for today. Um, I was going to do a full podcast review, but I just, I started to do two different podcasts the other day and I just, I don't know, both of them started annoying me and I just couldn't get through them. So I just decided to do this, this quick little Instagram one today. So next week will be my subscription uh, show. So I would love for all of you to subscribe to Craving More, uh, which is going to have extra juicy details about my life, about, um, I am going to be doing some more specific things about numbers, uh, some controversial topics coming up. Uh, that, you know, I, I just want the protection of a, of a smaller audience and a paywall. So I'll be talking about those things in the next few weeks. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. You can also follow me at veronica.santarelli. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, rating and reviewing just means scrolling down to wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving some stars, leaving a comment. It means so, so, so much. Thank you to everyone that has done so already. I very much appreciate it. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very good